So does your career energize you with life or does it drain you? Recent Gallup polls show that a whopping 70% of us feel disengaged in the workplace. There's just gotta be a better way. Welcome to our authentic careers where it is my job to uncover the ideas and strategies that can help you become better aligned with your career. I'm your host, Gert Sabar, and I interview people like you and me about the twists and turns in their career paths so that we can all achieve greater clarity, meaning, and fulfillment in ours. Welcome, welcome everyone to this week's episode of Our Authentic Careers. Today, I present you another edition of the Career Tracks segment again those mini episodes meant to showcase some of the ideas and learnings I'm picking up along the way from all the great conversations I've been having with my amazingly open-hearted guests. And on this week's podcast, I'm jumping back into some of the nuggets that my 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th guests uncovered for us. And we'll be playing some of their words back to you in the hopes that in some way you might hear them slightly differently than before and find them even more useful. And I'd like to start by focusing your attention on the concept of clarity and how important it is to achieve that in our careers and in our lives. And I want you to get a sense of what that sounds like. And to get us started, I'm going to go into the Wayback Machine and dial up Dr. Victoria Gross, who expressed the certainty she had in becoming a doctor like this. I mean, in a way, I kind of felt like I describe it as feeling like a bullet. Like, you just yeah. feel like you were like, you know, come on into this earth on a trajectory. And like, I really had a very, very clear um, objective and a goal. And I kind of figured out how to achieve that. And I was just going to like, you know, make it happen. Um, and I didn't. I didn't even think about really doing anything else yeah. that much, you know? um, which at the time just was how it was. Like, I, you know, I didn't think about it as like good or bad. And here's a funny story about how she got even more clarity about her particular practice of dermatology. And then second year, you're still in the classroom, but you're hearing lectures from different specialties, and it becomes very clinical. And so we had maybe about two weeks of a dermatology lecture series, and I remember sitting in the front row, like, being really excited. And I just wanted to, like, know all the diagnoses. Like, I, I loved looking at the pictures. They were showing slides. Um, and I wanted to know what everything was. Uh, and to me, that was very interesting. I'm kind of a concrete thinker. I like to be able to see it. (laughs) And I remember doing um, like an internal medicine rotation and this like internal medicine doctor was like feeling this person's abdomen and they were like, do you feel the liver? And I was like, no, I don't feel the liver. And they were like, now do you feel the liver? And I was like, no, I don't feel the liver. And they were like, do you feel this liver? Like, no, I don't feel the liver. I was kind of like, this is the emperor's new clothes, right? Like, you don't feel the liver because I don't feel the liver. Right. <laughs> so I, I like the fact that in dermatology, it was like, you see, do you see the skin lesion? Yeah. <laughs> there, right. It's very I visible. It. Right. It's visible. Right. Yeah. We're not pretending anymore. <laughs> and so I think that um, some of it is like a little bit of concrete thinking, but also the idea that I'm really visual. And so I like to use my eyes um, and I also like to use my hands. And so um, I think that dermatology for me, you know, really had that combination of um, 
it, all of my kind of skills and talents and interests um, kind of all came together in, in dermatology and made it very, very exciting for me. Similarly, here's former guest Chris Kalouris describing how he started getting clarity about his role in life. This is why I, it takes me 15 minutes in the bathtub every day to, to, to get <laughs> to work that makes me late, is I always, I'm always tearing my own like abilities apart in my head because I'm like, wow, my main value is that I help brands act like human beings. Now, where I struggle with that because I'm like, wow, is that really even a value or a skill set in, right. in the world <laughs> is, is I have to help these brands with billions of dollars at their disposal just not ruin the internet and do fun stuff. <laughs> right. but, but I think my value is at the end of the day, marketing exists in this world and marketing is trying to connect to consumers. And I think my value is that I understand how consumers think better than brands even do with, with all their R and D and all the stuff that they do. They don't really get it. They don't get what's going to move people. Right. And I, I know what moves people and I've sort of developed that throughout my life. And I think, and I always say that where I learned that the best was just in the classroom as a kid. Yep. When you're in a classroom, I always said there's there's like two places you want either want to sit. Like you either want to sit in the front of the classroom and be the kid that always has the right answer, and and yeah, everyone in the room knows who that kid is. Or you could be the kid I always was, which was in the back of the room, <laughs> right. who threw the paper at the teacher <laughs> when they were writing on the chalkboard, and everyone in the room knew who that kid was. And at the end of the day which kid do you want to be? And I think a lot of brands want to be the kid in the front who's just always right, always saying the political correct thing. And my whole thing was I always wanted to do the thing that disrupted, that got people's attention and made them know who I was. And so I've just applied that to the brands I work for is how can a brand do something disruptive enough that people can't ignore it? How can they throw that piece of paper at culture and, and make it stick and make something memorable? And here's what in large part drives Chris's clarity. Because I think in the end of the day, like the ultimate driving force is I, I find life otherwise to be so unbearably boring. <laughs> right. I, 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 I don't know how people get up and jump into the rat race with, you know, looking the same, doing the same thing, being robotic at work. Yeah. I, I would just kill myself. I don't know what to, I don't know how to live a, in an in a existence that doesn't shake things up every once in a while. And if we think about what clarity feels like, I love the way that my guest, Amy Romero, described hers. I think there is this energy that you get from the people who you're working with and um, the people who you're performing in front of. Yeah. So I'm really speaking about it in, a, in, in, in terms of theater. But... Um, I loved that uh, feeling that you have when you're on stage and there is all of this focus, but really what it translates into is this energy being poured into you to do your best. And it's really a powerful feeling. And there's times where I've been extremely successful and the applause actually takes your breath away. Yeah. And then there's times where I've definitely uh, bombed, especially in the, in the comedy world, and you feel drained. But it was extremely energetic and um, 
it got into your inner core yeah. in a different way. And I really do feed off of uh, people's energies, um, nature's energy. And, and the more you get that, the more positive reinforcement, I think the stronger anyone becomes. And I also very much appreciate that as much clarity as we might have at various points in our lives, that our lives themselves can and often do get in the way. As Amy explains, there are certain things in your in your personal life that sometimes make you stop things that you that you love to do. Yeah, you know whether it's moving. As I had mentioned, my mother had gotten remarried, and that was a whole adjustment of going into this other school, trying to find your niche, trying to find friends and where you fit in. So sometimes, what you loved to do gets put on the back burner because you're actually trying to figure out. Life. Other things in your, yeah, life. Yeah, like who's your friend, which was really important at 13 years old. Right. Uh, yeah, so so there'd be things like that that would always, you know, stop that, what did you really love? Lastly, I found Sue Maloney's story and how she ultimately achieved clarity, particularly instructive. Put simply, it took the hard-nosed help of a colleague to help her see the light of day. So because my dad was a numbers guy and a CPA guy, um, I always thought that I would somehow go down that financial route. So even when I joined the agency world, I saw myself as potentially a CFO role or you know an office director role where there was a focus more on the business and the numbers. And I think, you know, Typical sort of agency path, come in as an account person, kind of rise up the ranks. This was before there were all kinds of specialties. And then when I got to close to the top, I thought, I'm not sure I should be the penny counter and the attorney for our business. Is there a different path? And I have to credit um, a former colleague, my good friend, Deanne, who basically pulled me aside one day and said, you know what you're really good at? You're really good at the ideas. You're the idea maker. And you, you should start doing that. And at the time, that wasn't a job that existed at Ketchum. And, you know, she gave me the permission to sort of test it out while she kind of covered me and, and gave me some opportunities. And when I look back at that over three years ago, now there are Sue's in at least seven or eight other offices, and it's become a new career path at Ketchup. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Our Authentic Careers with me, your host, Gerd Sabar. If you like what you just heard, I hope you'll let your family, friends, and colleagues know all about this little podcast. And since it's early days here at the OAC, your rating and especially your review of the show on iTunes would also be hugely helpful and very much appreciated. If you think you or someone you know would be a great guest, please, 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 please don't hesitate to reach out at ourauthenticcareers.com.